0: Hello and welcome to the 7-Minute Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast, where we believe that even small kingdom leadership truths can make a substantial difference in our lives and leadership. For the notes, please go to outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustardseed for the free downloads. If you find this content helpful, then please consider subscribing, rating and reviewing this on whichever podcast platform you use, as this makes it easier for others to find. And if it's helpful to you, why not share it and discuss it with your leadership teams. Now, here is this week's episode.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to your 7-Minute Mustard Seed Leadership Growth Podcast where we're doing a 12-part series called Building on Biblical Values and we are on week number eight of that. But before I get to today's content. I want to remind you, our key verse 1 Corinthians 3 verses 10 to 13, where Paul is speaking as an apostle, but he's talking to uh, pastors, to leaders in churches, and he's reminding them. uh, key part of verse number 10 says, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. Now, that's what this series is all about. How do we carefully build On the biblical foundation of Jesus Christ in the church, and uh, the big idea, of course, is that as co-laborers with Christ, we need to build the church on a revelation of Christ by the Holy Spirit in obedience to His Word with love. That's it. That's what's anointed, and that's what will stand the testing that is to come. So, how are we going to use these values? Well, firstly, own them by revelation. Remember, it's got to first get into you—not just your head. It's got to get into your heart if it's going to bring about transformation. And as leaders, you know that people don't catch what you say, they catch who you are. It's got to be part of us before it's going to have an impact on the people around us. Secondly, we then do have to model it through our example. Remember, your example is one of your greatest leadership tools that you have. And so we have to, in, in some ways, even over-exemplify it. We need to set the pace, raise the bar, and uh, model these through our example. And then thirdly, we multiply them by talking, talking, talking. That means we've got to um, bring them into our sermons, into our leadership chats, into our discussion, into our counseling, in, uh, as often as we possibly can, bring these values in until they're Become part of your church culture. So, today's one is a big one. Part number eight uh, is called Servant Leadership as a Value. Now, what's this value about? Well, it's the value of seeing leadership as a function and not a title or position. Now, in many organizations, churches, uh, different models, leadership is seen as a title, a function, a role, a privilege. But actually, biblically, what we're going to see is it's not. In fact, secondly, I want us to see that leadership as a serving role and not a role to be served. Now, Once again, in many different organizations and cultures, the leader is the one to be served. People feel like they need to serve the leader, and the leader wants people to serve them. But I want you to remember what Jesus said to his disciples. Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 to 28 from the, the NLT version. But Jesus called them, his disciples, together, and he said, You know that the rulers in this world lorded over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. What he's describing there is a way of leadership that's about domination, it's about control, it's about uh, using privilege, and it's, uh, it's really taking advantage of people rather than serving them. And then Jesus says to them, I believe in a strong voice, but among you it will be different. And here's the key verse, whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your Servant exactly, and whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. When the Bible speaks about first, it normally speaks about the captain of the team, and so He's saying whoever wants to be captain, to be first, must become your slave. And of course, in those days, a slave was the lowest possible position. Slaves just lived their lives completely serving their master. And in verse 28, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give His life as a ransom for many. And once again, there's Jesus as our Absolute example of a servant leader. Now, why is this value so important? Well, because humble servant leaders are the key to God's promotion. In other words, God will promote humble leaders in terms of enlarging their inheritance, their authority, and their reputation. And at the same time, resisting arrogant leaders who make leadership about self-promotion. Now, for me, this is huge. It's absolutely amazing. God gives grace to the humble. Jesus humbled himself. It says, therefore, God exalted him, gave him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow. In other words, God gave position, promotion, and authority where there was humility. Yet, he says he resists the proud. 1 Peter Five verses five and six it says, In the same way, you who are younger must accept the authority of the elders, and all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to to the humble now for me god has really ministered to me from this verse it's it's become one of my life verses i don't want god as an enemy and god says i will resist if there's pride in your heart then you're not going to end up fighting satan you're going to fight against god because god says i will resist the proud and give grace to the humble and then verse 6 says so humble yourselves under the mighty power of god and at the right time he will lift you up in honor Now, if we bring all of that together, the vision behind this is if we get this right, the church feels a warmth and well cared for. People sense that leaders can be trusted, which makes them feel secure. There's something about being in a church, in a company uh, of people where leadership is there to serve and to protect. It brings an amazing security and warmth to the church. So the question I want to leave you with, in the world, greatness is often measured by how many people serve you. Whereas in the kingdom... Greatness is measured by how many people you serve. And we just read that in Matthew chapter 20. So the question is, how many people are you serving? And I want you to ponder that question right now. How many people are you serving? Are you using your life to serve others? That, in the kingdom of God, that is the measure. A couple of practical thoughts as we sign off for today. Three, here's number one. One, leaders serve people by adding value to their lives. So start right now if you haven't already. That should become our mindset. That should become our attitude as servant leaders. How do I add value to the people around me all of the time? Number two, set an example of serving even with menial tasks that others might not see. Now this is critical. We don't serve just when the eyes of people are on us. No, we serve because that's who we are. We serve people because we serve Jesus and love Him. And I would encourage you, there's no task beneath a leader. In fact, the more you grow in leadership, the more you grow in servant-heartedness. So just begin to serve wherever you are. And then thirdly, keep asking yourself, what would a great leader do in this situation? It's a great question, one Andy Stanley taught me to ask, and I would encourage you as well. Ask yourself, as you face a situation, what would a great leader do? And he would serve. How do you serve in this particular situation? So there it is, value number eight, servant-based leadership. It's a crucial one, and I pray that God would make it real to you, burn it into your heart, so that you'd live it out to His glory. Amen.